0: Enjoy the message. All right, all right. Good morning. Good morning, Day Spring. And the presence of God is something wonderful, isn't it? You know, if, uh, if you're visiting us today, we want to welcome you. We're so glad that you are here. We want you to feel at home. We want you to know that you're in a safe place and that we are so glad that you would choose to be here with us. We are ending our revival weekend of 2022. Amen. You know, uh, uh, personally, I feel so satisfied. Uh, uh, God has really moved. God has really done some wonderful things. Friday night, Pastor Manolo spoke to us about Jesus is in the house. And uh, it was a, a great reminder. And then Pastor Tony reminded us that the greatest adventure we can go on is is to want to know him and to press forward so so I'm grateful for them and uh, I wanted to take a little bit of time just to express some gratitude that I have in my heart um, you know well doing things like like this weekend uh, takes a takes a whole village takes a whole group of people it's not just me uh, you know I, I, I'm more of the guy that makes sure that things will happen but but there's so many wonderful people just wanted to express my gratitude and I wanted to begin uh, just expressing that gratitude for the pillar pastors. Thank you. You guys are so awesome. Just your support and your work. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And uh, you know, I have so much gratitude. I've always had it. But this weekend, it just went to a whole nother level for Mark and Mimi. They are truly amazing. You know, I think that they match my desire and my passion to see God move in this place. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you. And obviously the worship team, right? Because uh, yeah. we have some amazing singers. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to thank my brother, but I don't see him here. So he probably skipped on church. So he doesn't get a thank you. He's not here. Uh, but, I, but, but I did want to say thank you to Steve Vargas, and Gabby for helping us with the kids. They, they volunteered. Oh, there he is. Okay, so he's coming in late. So uh, yeah, my brother and his sister, they put a great program for the kids together. If you didn't bring your kids, let me tell you, you did a big disservice to your kids this weekend. Really, because they had a great time. They got to be ministered to. Um, Gabby was so generous to donate more snacks than we needed. And uh, we're we're so grateful for that. And then there was the group of all the teenager girls that they were amazing. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know all the names, but I just wanted to say thank you. And, uh, you know, there were other people like like uh, like my mom and and uh, there the, the, there was also Julio who helped us so much, Ernie, Sal, Angel. I, I just, I just want to say thank you. I know it takes a whole village, but there were some people that just stood out, and I just wanted to say thank you, thank you so much. And and I also also if you would if you would allow me, I want to express. My disappointment and my sadness towards some of you as well. As a pastor, I mean, as a person, I feel so satisfied this weekend. God has really done some wonderful things. As your pastor, I am very disappointed and very sad in many of you. You know, because we plan this weekend with every single one of you in mind. We want it as a church, as a church, to seek the Lord and respond to the Lord and be in his presence. You know, you can't hear from the Lord if you're not where the Lord is. You can't ask God to move in your life and then not seek him. And and it just, tomorrow is going to be a really difficult day for me. So tomorrow, if you remember me, pray for me. Because as a pastor, I feel so sad that that I thought there was a greater hunger for the Lord as a church collectively. I know there's been some of you that you've been amazing. You've been here every week. You've been touched by God. You've invited people. You've really enjoyed it. But I could also think of so many of you that I said, Friday, they're not here. Saturday, they're not here. And I'm sure you got your reasons. But I just wanted to share my heart as a pastor that, unfortunately, sometimes we wait for difficult circumstances to push us to the presence of God. And as a pastor, that's not what I want for you. I want, to, I want you to avoid those difficulties, that force you into the presence of God and that it would be his goodness that draws you in and that says, I, I I don't I don't wanna I don't want my marriage to break up for me to see God. I don't want my kid to be in the hospital for me to be desperate for God. I I, I don't wanna be in trouble for me to see God. I'm gonna seek him while things are good so that I can keep enjoying every single one of his blessings. You know, um I truly believe, I truly believe that we're nearing the end of times. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to share a message with you about the ten virgins. Jesus told a parable about ten virgins, five of them who were prudent and stayed ready so that when the groom came, they were ready. But there was five that were not. Their oil had not been filled. And when the time came, they said to the ones that that had been prudent, give us some of your oil. But guess what? It didn't work because the time to get ready is now. So we don't have time to be distracted. We don't have time to make excuses. We don't even have time, if I may be honest, to be tired. We got to seek the Lord while he can be found. Amen. Amen. So personally, I'm grateful for what God did. But if I can be honest with you as a pastor, um, there is a lot of discouragement and sadness and disappointment in my heart. That tomorrow I'll be giving to the Lord. I'm planning on spending the day at the beach. Just me and the Lord letting him deal with me and heal with me. But guess what? I still love you and I'm still going to pray for you. And if I'm being a little bit tough today, it's because I love you. It's because I care. I was talking to Pastor Manolo and I said, should I just not care? And I knew the answer to that. Of course I should care, right? Uh, uh, God didn't call me to, to make a living. God called me because I love people and I love you. And I want God's best for you, amen. Yeah. So I hope you still love me. I hope you still love me. But but I, I wanted to just kind of share my heart in that area. Amen. When you walked in, you should have gotten a bulletin. Inside that bulletin, there's an outline. Today, we are finishing up not just our weekend revival. But we're also going to wrap up a series that we started a few weeks back called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets. And, And we're talking about decisions because decisions shape the direction of our life. Decisions shape the quality of our life. And decisions affect those around us and those coming after us. Did you know that? Right? We've been talking a lot about that. Where you are right now, where you are right now, it's the sum of your decisions. Amen. And some of you say, well, you know, I didn't choose for my husband to cheat. I didn't choose for my parents to pass away. No, no, you didn't. But you did choose how you responded to those things in your life. Right? A lot of us, we are dealing with the, with the consequences of the choices our parents did. Two of the greatest choices my parents have done. Well, the first one was to accept the Lord. And the second one was to come to this great nation called the United States. And I'm grateful for those. And those two decisions have greatly impacted my life. So, so we're talking about how can we make better decisions so that we can have fewer regrets? And we said, we said that one of the best, th- that one of the things that can help us to make better decisions is to ask better questions. Most of us, we've gotten in trouble with our decision making because we're not asking the right questions. We ask questions like, well, do I love him? Well, of course you love him. Should you love him? It's a whole different story, right? Should I buy it? Well, you could buy it, but do you have the money to buy it? That's a different story. Right. So so we've said that there's questions that can help us to make better decisions. And we've been looking at Ephesians chapter five and we uh, drew three questions out of this passage to help us make better decisions. The first question was the wisdom question. Is it wise? Okay, I'm not married anymore, but is it wise to jump into another relationship so soon? Okay, I got out of debt. But is it wise to go get another credit card so soon? Is it wise? And then last week, we looked at the second question, which is the question of understanding God's will. Understanding God's life plan for us. And we said that one of the main ways, one of the ways that God reveals his will for us is through opportunities. That it is opportunities that God uses to bring excitement and direction for our life. Today, we're going to look at the third one. And the third question is, where is the Holy Spirit leading me? Where is the Holy Spirit leading you? What is the Holy Spirit telling you to do? Because we're told time after time in the New Testament that we are to follow, that we are to be led, that we are to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. So if he's constantly working in our lives, we have to ask the question, where is he leading me? Where does he want to take me? Let's pray and then we'll jump into the message. Amen? Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we worship and we know that the best is yet to come because you're going to fill us with your spirit. So Lord, I pray that your word would prepare the soil, prepare our hearts, Lord, to be able to receive, to be able to respond, and to be able to embrace what you are going to do this morning spirit you are in this place and i pray that you would have your way with every heart that is willing with every heart that is hungry and receptive we pray this in jesus name amen and amen if you would grab your bulletin inside of it there's an outline pull it out and look at what ephesians 5 15 through 18 says it says so be careful how you live don't live like what like fools, right? But like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. There's so much nuggets in there, right? But look at verse 18. He says, don't be drunk with wine because that will what? Ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy spirit in verse 18 we find our third question to help us make better choices better decisions with fewer regrets look at look at it with me one more time it'll be up here in the screen paul says don't be drunk with wine because that will what there's so many people that can say amen to that right but instead be filled with what With the Holy Spirit. Now, let's examine this verse a little bit. Let's break it down. Let's take the first part. Paul says, Don't be drunk. I want to use another word to help you understand the second part of that verse. Another word would be, Don't be filled with wine because it will ruin your life. And the question is, How does alcohol or any altering substance for that matter ruin? lives. How is it that alcohol? How is it that drugs? How is it that any altering substance ruins our lives in many ways? But in one of the main ways is by the impact it has in the choices that we make. There's people in this room whose greatest regret has happened under a, a, a substance. There's people in this room whose greatest moments that they hide, that they try to ignore, happen because of alcohol or a substance. Because when when a person is under a substance, they're very likely to make poor decisions. Someone under the substance can't think plainly, isn't fully present, can't reason clearly, and can't think properly. So Paul says... Don't get drunk or, for that matter, don't use any, don't be under the control of any substance because that will ruin your life. Young people, listen to me. Thank you, Mom. May God bless you with a favorite child. <laughs> if you can't say amen, say ouch, right? Uh. <laughs> um, Young people, listen to me. Alcohol, and even in our nation that we've legalized and we're beginning to legalize more drugs. The 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 appearance that they give you is that they'll help you, that they'll make you happier. It's called liquor courage. But you gotta talk with somebody that's already been there. And they will tell you that with starting with courage, end it with regret, end it with misery, end it with pain. And, and the biggest problem with these substances is that you begin by saying, this is something that I want to do, but eventually you end up in a place where this is not what I want to do, but I can't stop. I can't be happy without drinking. I can't feel at peace if I don't smoke. And, and our lives and the lives of many people are ruined. And that's what Paul says. He says, if these things control your life, they will ruin your life. But then Paul gives us a greater option. He gives us a better way of life in that second verse. And look at what he says. He says instead be filled or or if you want to switch the words, be drunk, be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. If alcohol ruins your life and it leads to regrets, well, then it goes to reason that if we are failed, that if we are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, we're going to have better lives and we're going to have more joy in our life, right? Because that's the contrast that Paul is making here. He says, if you choose this way, you're going to ruin your life and you're going to be full of regrets. But, 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 but if it's not alcohol that runs through your veins, if it is not weed that controls your emotions, but it is the Spirit of God there is going to be a joy there is going to be a happiness there is going to be an outpouring of you that is going to give you a life that you want a life that you'll be proud to tell see the Holy Spirit helps us make the right decisions the right way the Holy Spirit helps us make the right decisions the right way And you're wondering, obviously, you got to ask, well, how is it that he helps us? Well, I'm going to give you three ways that he helps you. And they're very powerful, but very simple. But before I do that, I want to make sure that you know and understand who the Holy Spirit is. Because if I talk about the Holy Spirit, but you have the wrong perception of who he is, you'll miss out. Because it's important that we know God as he reveals himself. Because today people make their God whoever they want him to be. You hear it all the time, right? Well, my God doesn't think that way. Well, then your God is not the real God. Because if you can shape your God, then he's not powerful enough to be God. So who is the Holy Spirit? Well, here's the first thing you got to know about the Holy Spirit. He's not good vibes. He's not goosebumps. He's not a thing. He's not a force. He's not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person. See, we're we're called in God's word to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can't have a relationship with a thing. You can't have a relationship with good lives or good emotions or a good environment. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's the third person of the Trinity. It's Father God, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And you got to know that the Holy Spirit is equal in power, in essence. He is fully God. And, and, and we are called to have a relationship with Him. The Bible mentions the Holy Spirit more than 800 times. But here's, here's what you got to know. The Holy Spirit is the key to a better life. Right. The Holy Spirit is the key. He is essential to a life of victory, to a life of joy, to a life of peace, and to a life of power. The reason today in America we have so many so-called Christians who are living defeated, who are living in sin, who are living with no peace, is because they lack the fullness of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Because see, without the Holy Spirit, you have religion. Without the Holy Spirit, you have empty words. But it is the Holy Spirit that brings you to life. It is he who fills you with power to have victory. It is he who gives you peace so that you can think clearly. It is he who gives you direction so that you can honor God. Amen. Look at what Jesus said of the Holy Spirit in John sixteen seven. Look at this. He says, but I tell you, and he's talking to his disciples. He says, but I tell you, I'm going to do what is best for who? Yeah. Who's you? Us, Jesus, listen, and he's saying this after he already died and resurrected. Okay, he says, but I tell you, I am going to do what is best for you. This is why I am going away. Can you picture that? Can you picture, let, let me paint it for you in a different way. Can you picture your mom coming to you and saying, "Miko, I love you so much that I'm gonna get out of your life. I, I, for some of you, Because of the type of mom you had, that makes sense. But for me, because of the wonderful mom that I've had, if she said that to me, that would not make sense. How is it that you not being in my life is better for me? You love me. You're so wonderful. You're so awesome. And that's kind of what Jesus is saying, right? He's telling his disciples, hey, I'm going to do what's better for you, and I'm going to go. But then look at what he says. He says, this is why I am going away. The Holy Spirit cannot come to what? To help you until I leave. But after I am gone, I will send the Holy Spirit to you. Two things really, really quickly. And then we'll jump into how the Holy Spirit helps us. Jesus says, I am doing what's best for you. He always wants what's best for us. And that means that what's best for us is the Holy Spirit. You realize that he could have given us anything else? If he said, hey, the, the greatest thing that you need, the thing that would be better than you having me around you would be for you to have so much money, he would have given it to us. So the greatest thing that you need, the greatest benefit to you is, is, is that you just understand all these mysteries. He would have given us that. But he said, the greatest thing that you need, the thing that is better for you than having me around it's to have the Holy Spirit around. Yeah. Because if you have the Holy Spirit, you have everything. Here, here, here's what you got to know anything you ask of God, He answers through the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? Yeah. So, so if you want to have a relationship with God, it's almost like you shut yourself to receiving anything from God. Because if you're saying, God, God, w- w- would you change me? You know how He's going to do it? Through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, if you say, God, I'm in this situation and I need your wisdom and I need your understanding and I need your leading. You know how he's going to do it? Not through Walter Mercado or the horoscope. He's going to do it through the Holy Spirit. Right? So, so Jesus is saying, Jesus is saying, I I want what's best for you. I want what's best for you. And and now you got to ask the question, how is it that the Holy Spirit is better? Well, here's why. Because Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, with the Holy Spirit is God in us, right? He lives here. The Bible tells us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's why Lorena has never hit me because she does not dare to hit the temple of God. (laughs) And that's why I've never hit her because I don't dare to hit the temple of God. So, so here's the second thing. How is it, the second thing that Jesus says is that he will help you. Help us in what way? How does this Holy Spirit help us? Well, he helps us to know and love God better. You want to go deeper with God? You need the Holy Spirit. He helps us to have victory. You want to walk in victory? You need the Holy Spirit. You want peace in the middle of your storm? It's the Holy Spirit who helps you. It's the Holy Spirit who helps you. Now, how is it that he helps us? Well, he helps us in different ways. Well, one of the ways that he helps us is by helping us make the right decision the right way. That's how he helps us. The Holy Spirit makes all the difference. Listen to me. People who live without the Holy Spirit are like a ship captain without a compass. Listen to me. They can try to take their best guess, but they have no assurance of their destination. If you are trying to live without the Holy Spirit, it's like you're living without a compass, without a map, without directions. And you'll take your best guess, but you have no assurance. The Holy Spirit comes to alter our life. That's why Paul compares it with alcohol, because alcohol affects the way you think, the way you feel, the way you act. I, I, I was trying to think of an illustration other than alcohol that would that would kind of help us understand the difference that the Holy Spirit makes. And this is the only one I could think of. It's not the best one, but, but I think it's a good one. OK, ladies, when you put high heels on. And I said, ladies, not guys, All right. if you're putting high heels on, you got to come talk to me. Ladies, guys, listen to the illustration. Don't imitate it. But ladies, when you put high heels on, it changes. It changes how you walk, right? You don't run with high heels like you would with Crocs. It changes the way you dress, right? You're not going to put high heels and some gym shorts it, it, it determines the places you go. Because you wouldn't go to the San Fernando swap me on high heels. Or at least I hope you don't. <laughs> I see some people. Feeling, oh, you call me Pat, Right? Ladies, when you have high heels. You can't. There's certain things that you do differently because you have them on. Guess what? When the Holy Spirit fills your life, you walk differently. You dress differently. You talk differently. Because because he is there guiding you, helping you, and making a difference in your life. But if you don't have high heels, then you could act like an animal. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, and I say this very respectfully, we act like animals. And here's why. Because it is our flesh that guides us. And, and, and what guides a tiger and a lion, it's what guides you, your instincts, your desires, your passions. So the Holy Spirit is the difference maker. So how exactly does he help us make the right decision? Well, let me give you three quick ones. Number one, and you can fill this out in your outline. The Holy Spirit helps me make right decisions by illuminating me. The first thing the Holy Spirit does to help us make the right decisions to lead us. A- life that that we want that god has for us is by illuminating look at what 1 corinthians 2 9 through 12 says it's right there in your outlines it says no eye has seen no ear has heard and no mind has imagined for those who love him let me stop right there take that verse in paul is saying no ears i'm sorry no ears no ears <laughs> no eyes have seen the things that God has prepared. In other words, there are mysteries that God had not revealed. But look at what he says in the following verse. He says, but it was to who? To us that God revealed those things. How? How? By watching Netflix? How? By sitting in your couch? How? By by, by going to the mall? No, it is by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Look at verse 12. And we have received, we have received God's spirit. Not the, not the world so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. See, the Holy Spirit helps you to know and understand what you don't know but need to know. A lot of the decisions that we make, if we had more information, if we had the right information, we would know how to make the right decisions. And if there's somebody that knows what you don't know and you need to know, it's the Holy Spirit. He knows God's plans for you. Last week we spoke about understanding God's will for us. Well, guess who knows it? The Holy Spirit. He reveals God's secrets to us. He gives us insight. He gives us understanding. He gives us discernment. He gives us guidance. He illuminates. Sometimes, unless the Holy Spirit opens our eyes, we can walk right into a trap. And some of us, we, we, we've avoided major regrets because the Holy Spirit has illuminated our hearts and said, No, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't marry them. Let it go. Because that's what He does. If somebody knows what God wants for you, it's the Holy Spirit. He's going to reveal it to you. Number two, the Holy Spirit makes us, helps us make uh, the right decision, the better decisions, By convicting me, he illuminates me. He reveals God's will for me. He reveals God's God's insight for me, but he also convicts me. Look at what John 16, 8 says. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. Can I tell you something? You know why there's a lot of people living Like Jesus isn't coming soon? Because they are not hearing the conviction of the Holy Spirit in their lives. The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin, of God's righteousness, and of the coming judgment. Can I be honest with you? You don't think, even now as a pastor, I'm tempted by the things of the world? I gotta tell you, I am. If you think I'm less a man because I'm a pastor, you're wrong. If you think I'm less of a human because I chose to serve the the Lord, you're wrong. But you know, you know what's one of my concerns? I don't want to miss heaven. Because I know hell is a real place. And I've always believed that one of the saddest things in eternity will be those who were this close, but yet missed it. who who touched the door of heaven, but never fully walked in. And the Holy Spirit convicts us because, because sometimes when it comes to making decisions, we can make them for the wrong reasons. And here's what you need to know. Why you do what you do matters to God as much as what you do. Let me say that again. To God, why, why you do what you do matters as much as what you do. And sometimes we can make decisions out of bitterness, out of anger, out of jealousy, out of haste, out of hurt. And it is at those moments that the Holy Spirit, when we're full of the Holy Spirit, he'll tell us, you know what, that's that's the right decision, but you don't have the right attitude. You need to make it out of love and not out of self-interest. You need to make it out of a desire for God's kingdom and not out of revenge. And the Holy Spirit convicts us. He checks our motives. Sometimes, because we're so good. Angels spoke about this the first week, right? We're so good at selling ourselves. And like, I really need that TV. No, what's really going on is that you're jealous that your brother got a bigger one and you're just trying to keep up with the Joneses. But see, the Holy Spirit not only convicts you, of the wrong motives. But the second conviction that the Holy Spirit does is that he reveals to us that we need help. Have you ever said, have you ever looked at certain people and said, how can they not see that they have a problem? Have you ever said that? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you how. They're dead. They're blind. They can't see it. Because it is the Holy Spirit who brings life and brings conviction to say, hey, hey, you need help. I, I know you think you're okay, but you're not okay. You need help. Go talk to somebody. Do this. Make these changes. He convicts us so that we can change and go into the better life that God has for us. But the third thing, and this is so important, is that the Holy Spirit helps us to make the right decision by empowering me. He illuminates me. He convicts me, but he also empowers me. Susie read this verse, but look at what Acts one eight says. It says, "But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you." Listen to me, church. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll make decisions in fear. But it is the power of the Holy that will elevate you past your fear. Without the Holy Spirit you, you won't have the power to say no to sin and to say yes to God. And it is the power of the Holy Spirit that is going to give you the strength to be able to say no to the wrong things and to be able to say yes to the wrong things. See see, I believe that that, that you have a desire for God. I believe that you have an interest in God or else you wouldn't be here. I believe that God matters to you. But I also also know that many of you, you're stuck in this place where where you're not going any further. You're not going any higher where God wants to take you. And the reason you can't is because you're trying to do it in your own strength. You need to be empowered by God through his Holy Spirit because it is he who is going to take you and do through you the things that God wants to do. See you. Some of you, you've been struggling with certain sins for so long because you've been trying to do it in your own strength and not in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. It is the Holy Spirit who gives out say no to alcohol so that you can say yes to your kids. It is the Holy Spirit who gives you the power to say no to self-doubt, to say yes in faith to God. It is the Holy Spirit who helps you to say no to, to comfort so that you can say yes to the kingdom of God. It is the Holy Spirit who helps you to say no to jealousy so that you can say yes to love. It is the Holy Spirit who helps you to say no to unforgiveness so that you can say yes to peace. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm almost done. I, I have a middle brother. We have a middle brother. And his name's Wally. And uh, the guy's a good fighter. One time I saw him knock out three guys by himself. Good fighter. I remember one occasion. Lorraine and I went on a date and uh, we went to go rent a movie. I believe we went to go rent a movie and she went out to get the movie because we knew I knew what movie I wanted to watch. So she, she went in and got the movie. And when I was the movie, there was a guy and he started banging on the hood, on the hood of my car and he came to my window. And, and there were some other guys, but he was the only one that came and he started screaming on the side of my window. And, and I'm not a coward, but I'm also not dumb, right? So, so I wasn't going to go out by myself when it's more than one. So when Lorena got back in the car, we went back home and I got my brother Wally. I'm sorry. I know I, I, know I should have acted like a pastor. This was a while back. This was a while back. I know I should have acted like a Christian. But I got my brother Wally. I told him, hey dude, uh, some guys were messing with me. He didn't even skip a beat. He grabbed the bat and he said, let's go. Oh my God we went to the the place, and they were still there. They were still there. And he told me, he goes, don't get off. Keep the car running. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he got off. I don't know what he told him. The good news is that he didn't have to hit him. But I could tell that the guys apologized to him. The only thing I can reason, because they didn't know who he was, the only thing I can reason is that he had such confidence and strength to him that it intimidated the other guys. Let me tell you something. When you got the Holy Spirit in you, you don't have to fear the devil. He'll fear you. Okay? He'll fear you. So... I want to ask the worship team if they could get ready. Here's, here's the big question. Here's the big question. you ready? Let me let them get ready so that you don't get distracted by them getting ready. Don't miss this. please don't miss this. How full of the Holy Spirit are you? Come on, let's have a moment of honesty. There's no condemnation. there's reflection and invitation. How? Full of the Holy Spirit, are you? Really? Really? Are you are you running on empty? Did you run out of his presence and his anointing a while back? Are you living out of tradition and out of religion and out of pressure? Or is the Holy Spirit the motor and the oil and the power? Behind your daily walk. How full is your life of the Holy Spirit? Here's what I want you to know. And this has been my prayer since the first moment that we planned this weekend. The Holy Spirit wants to fill you today with His presence. He promised to do so. The Holy Spirit. Wants to fill you with this presence. Better yet the Holy Spirit wants to fill you today. You got to believe that. And I know some of you are saying but but I got all these things. Well that's why you need him. Look at what Jesus said in Luke eleven thirteen. Look at this. He said so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children my children don't always behave well. But you know I'm I'm a very generous dad. I love to give them what they don't deserve because I love them. And Jesus said, if you who are bad parents know how to give good gifts to your children, look at this. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? There's nothing stopping you. From being filled with that power, that peace, that presence of God, but you. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father,